Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, I'm joined by author Peggy Green. You know, the saying goes, as parents, we are supposed to be buried by our kids. We are not supposed to be burying our kids. But Peggy, unfortunately, has had to go through that twice. She lost a child in 1991, lost her son to suicide in 2018. So we're going to be talking to her about her story and how she has gotten through it and how she can advise other people to get through it if you've lost kids and she's also got a book coming out suicide awareness month in september so we'll be talking about that as well so peggy thank you so much for joining me today and curtis thank you so much for having me i'm excited to share and help others why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself yeah well you know my story my story you that which changed my life started in 1991 when my first child was only nine months old when she died tragically in a daycare accident. And that just rocked my world, changed my life. And at that time, the support that I had was minimal. I had my mom, my sister, and a few close friends because then child death was the elephant in the room. Nobody spoke about it. There weren't the resources that we have today to help us and the support in between groups and and counselors and coaches to help. And somehow or other, I managed to get through that. Went on to have three more children and then fast forward to 2018 and my son took his own life and he died by suicide. And that totally surprised me. I mean, the way I got the news, I was driving home on a Friday night in rush hour traffic, a few weeks shy of Christmas. I was lost in my thoughts and my phone rang and I picked it up and it was my daughter. She typically, we would talk on the phone while I was driving and I heard her say something, another person in the background, like he hasn't been feeling well lately. Well, I immediately knew she was talking about her brother because they worked in car dealerships next to each other, literally one lot next to the other. And they were frequently found at each other's dealerships. So I was on the highway. I pulled over. Some mother's intuition told me, you need to get off the highway because if you need to change direction, the next exit is miles down the road. And when I called out her name, kept calling her name, she didn't answer. So I hung up and called back. And this time she answered the phone. And what she said to me are words I will never, ever forget. It was mom, mom. And she was crying, just full of tears. I don't know how to tell you this, but Connor, Connor is dead. My heart stopped. My hand slammed against that steering wheel. And I cried out to God and said, why? Because how could I do this? It took me to the flashback of so many years earlier when I got the news about my first daughter's death. And this has just changed me into a whole different trajectory. Child loss is enough 
of a whirlwind and, and that elephant in the room that nobody talks about it. Nobody knows how to support you. But child loss by suicide, it's complicated. It's messy. It's complex. And it took everything that I have gained over the past 28 years to be able to, be able to move through this. It's been the challenge. I'm now three and a half years out and I feel like I'm actually doing okay, that I'm able to live my life, but it's what's the tenacity and the tools that I've brought together to help me to get through this. Because honestly, Curtis, in between, both my parents have passed away, my sister has passed away, I've had other friends, my children have had other friends pass away by suicide. I've had, when I stop and think about the monumental losses that I've experienced, they can be overwhelming. And to somebody from the outside, they can't even fathom how I've been managed to stand on my own two feet, let alone help others move through their grief. Well, what inspired you to write your books about child loss? Because it's already hard enough to go through it, but you were actually able to write it. Yes. So I've written one book. My second one we'll talk about But my first book was actually a result of me using Facebook. So after my son died, I went to Facebook just to share my grief, my emotions, my heartache. And I got support that way. And a lot of times, you know, not all my Facebook friends do I know personally. I know them through Facebook. And I got, I was encouraged. In about three to four months, I started seeing a shift and myself in the way I was posting. Not only was I including my heartache, but somewhere from within, I started being able to share how I was dealing with that. So it was like, I was coaching myself and moving through this. And it's only because I had made it through so many other losses that I was able to do this. And so all my friends that are following me on Facebook encouraged me to write a book. Like your inspiration, your insight is helping me. And I had so many people say that I was able to help them move through things anywhere from grief to divorce to pet loss. So I decided to write a book and pull together my experiences and help other moms because I know what it was like when my first child, when Courtney died in 1991, that I didn't have support. I didn't have resources and nobody no parent, no mother has to go through this grieving process alone. And I want to give them those resources to give other grieving moms a resource, something practical they can actually use and put into place and learn through and apply as they move through their grief. And that book was not only helpful to other people, but I tell you, very cathartic for me in a grief healing. So it was twofold, something I didn't expect. And then my second book is as I've been further moving through and I, it seems so contrary to think that I'm excited to be publishing this book. But what is exciting is that I've turned my pain into a passion and helping others. And I honestly feel that my son, even though he's gone on this earth, is encouraging me to move forward and that I'm doing this in his honor that I'm helping other people. So the book that's published in September is 
survive your child's suicide, how to move through grief to healing. And this is a bigger viewpoint of where I come from when I'm moving through my grief and how I coach my clients. I've developed three phases, and that's the moving through grief to healing. And within each one of those phases are subphases and things that we work on. I mean, child suicide, I said, is complex and messy. The thing is, is that for me, being able to accept that this has happened, being able to accept that I had no control over it, I use acceptance as my first phase. Then I move into talking about fear. You know, there is so much fear that's associated with healing. People can be afraid of the process of going through healing because, yeah, it's painful but then they can fear being stuck. They can fear that it won't work. And so I work with my clients on getting through that fear. And then I move into the final phase, which I consider to be a holistic recovery. And I say that with a W, W W-H-O-L-O-S-T-I-C, holistic, because it's the whole body. We look at the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. Because with my training as a personal trainer, nutrition coach, wellness coach, and then being a suicide loss survivor and child loss survivor, I know that it takes the entire body to heal. And so I bring together all of those components. And that is what my book is. Again, practical tools that help you to move through this. And I tell you, these tools help you in the grief but they also help you in other aspects of your life. And so I'm excited that it's coming out, that it's, you know, September Suicide Awareness Month, and that it's there to help other moms who have had a child die by suicide. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, give those, because I know you talked about how when this happened, you didn't have any supports. So give some tips for people who are close to somebody who might have lost a child through child suicide, give them some tips on helping them and showing them some support. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question, Curtis, because I think we as a culture, and I'll just speak to American culture, have a tendency to not know how to support somebody in grief. And so many uh, factors are involved with that is that families are dispersed, not only, you know, maybe across the cities, but across states, across the country, and then across the globe. So we don't have that familial support that we had anymore. And so we've lost that ability as a cultural to be able to support others. And I know for me, just having people be with me was very important. And even just to come and sit by my side, not say a word, but just to be there. That's one. Another huge one is not make my child that elephant in the room that you don't speak about. I speak about my grandparents who passed away is is the only reason why I speak about them is because they've lived a long life and why not talk about my children? And I think that so many times a mother fears that their memory of their child is going to be lost because they don't get spoken about. Their name gets pushed under the rug, thinking and talking about them, acknowledge them, sharing stories. I mean, what I did when we dedicated my son's tree, we had a small gathering. This was after his memorial, had a small gathering with a few of his closer friends. And we, I got to learn more about my son through the eyes of other people. 
they shared stories, what he did. And that was so uplifting, knowing that my son was a good kid and that he was loved and he helped others. So I think that's really important is to be able to help them speak about their child. And then, you know, so many times too, Curtis, after the first couple of weeks, the hubbub of the funeral is gone and people have gone home. They've gone back to work. They've gone back to their own lives. That is when I personally like to step in because things have gotten quiet and we feel like we're in our world alone. I had a friend after Courtney passed away once a month, she sent me just a card said, thinking of you, love, love you. That's all it was. And I knew that she was thinking about me and that my child was not forgotten. That that was just huge. Well, tell us about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Explain to people what that is and your volunteer work that you do with them. Yeah, absolutely. So American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, AFSP, is um, an organization that's twofold. It's dedicated to helping with mental health and helping to prevent suicide through education, teaching others how to have conversations with somebody who might be suicidal, helping them and looking for the signs and symptoms of it. And then on the other end of that is that they support those who have experienced the death of a loved one through suicide and having meetings and opportunities, events to get together with others that have gone through this. Because when we're with people that have experienced similar things, it makes it easier for us to be able to connect with them. And so having these events and these events are memorial type of events, opportunities to speak about your loved one. And so I you know, have been volunteered at some of these events. I've one that's coming up that I'll be volunteering and organizing. It's a hiking event. And it's that which is so important. It's one of the largest organizations around suicide prevention and awareness. And so it's a good one for resources and to help help on both ends. Well, give out some resources for people who are looking for some things on suicide prevention that might help them or save someone's life. Yeah, you know, um, you can always call 911, you know, and reach out if you think that somebody is going to harm themselves. So there's the twofold on this is that if you think that somebody's going to harm themselves, then definitely reach out. And if you are suicidal, there's no shame in asking for help. And when my son passed away, there weren't any indications that he was considering taking his life. And when I look back on it, it's like, well, he was 24. And I think that some of life's challenges just got too heavy for him that he didn't feel he could find his way out. And then you have others who are very obvious with mental illnesses. And those are people that are seen by physicians and under the care and taking medications. And it's understanding that. One of the things I just heard today was helping people to have meaning and finding purpose and for them to continue to live on with their lives. And I think that's important is just to help to instill that to not just those who we think might be suicidal, but to ourselves 
in the people around us. When we feel like what we're doing is good and that we're helping others, then we're less likely to consider the option of committing suicide. And then there's National Association of Mental Health and Awareness, and where those are some resources where you can find out more as well. And then Heartbeat is an organization for suicide loss survivors. And if you're looking for a local organization, they also have Zoom meetings and you can just Google them as well. And then there's books. There are books galore. And like I said, my first one was child loss, not specific to suicide, but the second one is much more specific to suicide because again, finding the resources related to child suicide. And Curtis, your child can be, I've seen as young as 10, or they could be 60. No matter their age, they're still your child. And so, you know, in looking for somebody to walk aside with you, and that's where I can come in with my grief coaching. I've been there. I've experienced many, many losses and twice child death, children preceding me. So working with me and helping you to step through the process in this season, I've been there. And I think that's something that we sometimes don't think about and having somebody walk through us that we buckle down and say, I'm going to do this by myself. You know, there's shame in me doing this with a coach. There's shame and guilt for me wanting to continue to live a life. And that's where I help you. I help those who may are have experienced it and working with the coach. I mean, think about coaches. We have them all over the place. We have coaches for speaking. We have coaches for sports. You know, we have nutrition coaches. If you have a fitness coach or personal trainer. So there's nothing different about working with a grief coach, somebody that's been through it and has knowledge of it. Well, tell us about your podcast. And I know you got your book coming out here in September, but let us know about your podcast and if you have any other upcoming projects besides your book that people need to know about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, Curtis, I have the joy of not doing a podcast. I get to come and speak to others' audiences, which is amazing because I feel that this is a greater way for me to reach out to more people and because you have an audience we're looking for some inspiration and somebody that's been able to make it through a tough season. And then I, on other podcasts regarding suicide. So I actually prefer to be a guest on others and helping them. Yeah. And then, you know, my book will be available in September, survive your child suicide, how to move through grief to healing will be available in on Amazon. And then, you know, also through my website, and I'll just mention that. And my website is The Grief Specialist, and The has two. So if you think of like ancient English, the T H E E grief specialist.com. And I chose that name, Curtis, because I've experienced so many deaths. And I feel that I have the experience which qualifies me to help others through that. So you can visit my website. I have a free giveaway on there. If you visit the website, Why Suicide? And I'll send you a PDF on some reasons, some explanation for helping people to understand why did their loved one commit suicide? 
So you can sign up for that and I will send you this free document to help you to understand why suicide, why did they do it? Now, granted, we don't know 100%, and this comes from my research and talking to others who have um, attempted suicide but were not successful and what they were experiencing and why they are grateful that they were not successful. And so we understand the best we can. We'll never fully, fully understand why our loved one took their life, but we can understand it enough that we feel comfortable that we can move forward and live our lives. Well, that was my next question, your website. So that's how people can reach you. And you have all your social media links on there as well. Yes. All my social media is on there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And so, yes. And if you really want to get in touch with me, I also offer, I, I do a weekly blog and this is similar to what I was doing on Facebook, but rather than doing it daily, a weekly blog, I call it Thursday thoughts and we're expressing the things that I am going through. And the grief is not something that just stops one day that it comes back and you learn how to deal with it in different ways. June 2nd was my mom's birthday. And when I think about all of those things in between both my mom and my dad and my sister, my dad died too young, my sister died too young, and then losing two children, dying too young, it makes me think about the dreams and the future that I was supposed to have with them. Well, those aren't going to happen, but I can give myself the permission. I can make a choice. I can decide to live a fulfilling and productive life. And that's what I've done because I know that's what each one of my family members would want me to do. I miss them. I love them. Those dreams that I had with them, well, they're just changed. I've just changed them. They're not gone, but they're just changed. I've modified and adapted them. All right. Well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe something that we didn't talk about that you would like to touch on or just some final thoughts you have for the listeners. Yeah. Thank you, Curtis. And really what I would like to encourage people to do is you don't have to do this alone and seek somebody who's done it, who's been through it. And for me, for example, is that each one of the tools that I use are in, with my coaching clients, I've used them and they are responsible for me being where I am. And so I would recommend that you actually take steps to move through it because we it, life is different than it was 50, 100 years ago. And if you don't take care of it, if you choose not to face that, then that is going to get stuffed deep down inside. And then eventually it's going to come out in all the wrong ways. Take care of yourself. It's okay. It's a good thing to take care of yourself. And so, yeah, my book, my second book, Survive Your Child Suicide, How to Move Through Grief to Healing is available in September, available on my website, thegriefspecialist.com. And I suggest to your listeners, if this story resonates with you, then take a step, take an action, move forward. And if it resonates with you, but not applies to you, share it. Because we need to share this message 
of hope and healing that people can survive the death, the suicide death of a child. Share this message with them. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please rate, review, follow, share this episode to as many people as possible, as many people that need this message. And if you know somebody that is having some suicidal tendencies, you can get them to Peggy or you can get them the help that they need with the resources that she gave. And Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Thank you so much for joining me today, Peggy. Mm, Thank you for allowing me to share my message, Curtis. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.